Listeners are advised, this podcast contains coarse language, themes of an adult nature, and inappropriate thoughts about boy bands. And inappropriate thoughts by boy bands, motherfucker. No, Zoe, I don't care what you say. I'm going to tell them about Wahlburgers on the 3rd of May. (laughs) (laughs) Good afternoon, Amy Long. (laughs) Good afternoon, Zoe Linkson. Sorry, did I say something before we started then? <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's the news of the week in the UK New Kids world, which is very, there's not a lot happened in UK New Kids world. Mm. They've started, finally started building at Wahlburgers in Covent Garden. <laughs> I thought it was built. I thought we were just waiting for someone to come and actually open it. No. Okay, good. Builders are in. So his original date for me, which was when he originally said, okay, I've got a date, we're coming over on... Was Easter Monday? Hmm. Okay, well, that's three days away. Yeah. <laughs> so, so they just slightly, started building. Slightly overambitious. Behind schedule. Yes. And then it was going to be May the 3rd, which is now also not happening. So yeah. I can actually say that he told me it was May the 3rd because it's not May the 3rd. I'm yeah. not breaking any secrets. Oh, well, I think I broke the secret if there was one. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't sworn to secrecy by anyone. <laughs> it's convenient for me because I was due to be in the States on tour on May the 3rd. Yes. But they had very generously offered to have me fly back fly with back. him. back, I remember, yes. <laughs> fly back with him and then fly back again for touring one day. And I, no, I mean, I love him to bits. No way I want to spend two 10-hour plane rides with him in 24 hours. I know what you're saying and I understand why you're saying that, but you would absolutely have done it. Oh, I'd have absolutely done it. Mm. But in that very self-conscious... Mm-hmm. This isn't very me. I don't mm. know what to do with myself, way. Yes. Because it wouldn't just be him. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Anyway, so that's not happening. Thank God. Okay, so Wahlburgers, London, delayed. We'll keep you posted after we know. No, we won't. We fucking will. We'll say it's happened. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you who Actually, are not in London. Actually, out for you as well, doesn't it? Because May the 3rd, you're... I might take that show. Yes, yeah, so you weren't going to be able to come. No. I mean, not that I'd invited you anyway. It was quite rude, actually. It was a bit awkward for a moment. (laughs) What did I say? I said, I don't know Mm. that it's a good idea for me to ask to take you in Mm. when the country is full of new kids fans, like actual new kids Mm. fans who haven't seen them for five years. (laughs) I'm sorry. Are you suggesting that I'm not an actual new kids fan? I voted for games to win the Video Boy Band World Cup. (laughs) I can't even say the name of the competition right. The Boy Band Video World Cup. I believe you're lying. I am lying. Okay, fine. I just like Donny. That's me all. too. I like, I mean, I don't. When I first went back on the, I want to call it the circuit. I sound like the Bay City Rollers. When or, I was first back on the circuit. When I first started walking the streets again and I. <laughs> yeah. When you went back on the older uh, circuit. And I did my first proper chunk of VIPs in Europe. I would go in and say to them, you guys can take a break. I'm only here to see Wahlberg. I actually believe that. <laughs> no, I did. I actually believe that's you. What, that's how Danny and I bonded. Yeah. It was like, you're just fucking mental, aren't you? And I was like, yeah, yeah. have a seat, mate. <laughs> you guys can all go sit down. You just take a chill. I'm just here to see my the one I was at always. Do you think that's maybe why? Oh, no, I can't say that. <laughs> I'll say that off air. <laughs> <laughs> So I, so I forget you know things about that we can't say on air. Oh, Ocado are here. Oh, Elvis is probably going to start barking, so we may have to pause. They're not here for me. They're here for those people. He always barks at them. So I would like to have a little chat about 
the fact that Take That have been on tour for a week now. Oh, and God, more Take That. Go on then. Yeah, I, you know, this is going to be ongoing for... I hope that the listeners could hear my eyes roll. No. <laughs> <laughs> so... I, do you worry... Before we go into it, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm fully aware of the fact that you're going to talk about ta- mm-hmm. Take That regardless mm-hmm. of my emotions towards it. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm actually, I like listening to, to you talk about Take That. Mm-hmm. I love... Um, do you worry that we talk too much about our own boy bands no. and that we're going to alienate some listeners who no. will be like, oh, they're talking about their boy bands no, again? No, I think that the, po- the point of being a fangirl is that you fucking love your boy bands. Okay. We what talked about this before kids? we started recording. What did I call this section? Talking shit? Something about talking <laughs> yeah, shit? Yeah, I can't the remember. shit talking section or something. Yeah, it was really section. good. I'll remember it. <laughs> no, I don't. I think it's important that we maintain our fangirl levels frankly because if we were not oh i hate it when people say you're not a true fan that's really fucking shit because everyone's a true fan who believes they're a true fan but i i feel like a fangirl life is to talk about their boy bands yeah and we did start this with a very we have to be open about who we are and let people other people out there realise that there shouldn't be any judgement in loving your boy band. There is and no judgement in being in your 40s. this is just part of us loving our boy and bands. loving a boy band. Yeah, okay. And I think a lot of what I'm about to say is applicable probably to other boy bands. No, no, I wasn't, well. I, I wasn't I know, saying I to you, don't I know. talk about no, I know. that again, Amy. No, I know. People are bored with your shit. No, I know. But I, I do just, think what I'm about to say is probably applicable to other fandoms. Okay, go on, say it then. So, so I'll tell you if it is. People won't stop fucking moaning about the tour. Oh, yeah, absolutely applicable to all other fandoms yeah, yes. that's right so I get it if you've paid 200 quid for a VIP ticket and the view is shit I like say something I'm 100% on board with that even though I've always said you have to prioritise proximity or the view you like that's that's a given but literally if you are so far because the front of the stage is round if you're so far round to one side that you can't actually see the stage and you're just looking into the backstage mm. that's a restricted view seat right? yeah you've got to say something about that I get it but go and complain on the night and say oi you need to move me because I can't see shit. Because yeah. we've been moved before where we've got somewhere and we're right behind a big amp or a speaker or, or whatever. And they're like, oh, we're going to move you out of that seat, actually, because we didn't Yeah, And a lot in. of this comes not from... And people get mad at the band. A lot of this comes from them having... Whoever does their VIP is like, okay, so we're going to take all the seats in the front row yep. and we'll sell them to VIP because people want to be in the front row without knowing, possibly because at that time it's not even designed, yes. the stage set up. So we get the same thing at New Kids. Yeah. So they did, um, they do a, a thing called the Mixtape Festival, not the same as the Mixtape Tour, which is mm. what their tour's called this year. Hershey Park, mm-hmm. Pennsylvania. It's a little... Yes, smells like chocolate. Yeah. Yes. So... Katie took her niece two years ago, mm-hmm. paid for the VIP front row tickets. Yeah. Excellent. And New Kids VIP costs stupid amounts of money now. Yes. But they had this walkway, so they had the normal pres- proscenium stage. People know what I mean by proscenium stage? Like a normal stage that you just stand facing. Yes. But then they had a square walk around, like a walkway that was in a square. And there's the VIP section. The, the vanity runway. <laughs> <laughs> it's called a vanity something. The VIP section was within that square. Oh, okay. So they were in the front row, but the new kids spent most of their time Out. on the walkway. Right. So when they turned around to actually see them, actually they were now in the Looking back row. The back of them. They're yeah. 20, 25 rows back. Okay. And they paid... Stu- and I, I'm going to say what... It, I'm sure at this point it was $1,000 per ticket. Yeah. And Katie had her niece, 
who's tiny couldn't see shit. Yeah. And that's down to the staging. How, yeah. And on other shows, those front row seats that cost a thousand dollars are brilliant. You're on a bar stool, you're attached to the side of the stage, you're right there, you get major interaction. It didn't work at this one venue. Yeah. And that's because of a lack of communication or maybe it's not clear at the time that they're selling well, like those tickets. Say, yeah, I don't think that... Exactly the, what the yeah. setup's going to be and how things are going to work. Exactly. But you complain on the day. Right. Like, people can't do shit for you a week later. Yeah. You go, I had really bad seats. It was kind of like, well, what can I do now about yes. the fact I that... I can't sh- move you, so you've got a better view. Yeah. I can compensate you, but the promoters are not happy to give no. you money back <laughs> on your tickets. So... I get that. I get that. And I know that there have been things put in place to help after that feedback was received. And another friend of mine gave feedback to one of the band and the tour manager about the when they go over to the B stage, there was no projection on the screen. So the people at the front couldn't see anything. There was Mm -hmm. nothing for them to watch. And they were like, oh, we didn't realise that. So by night two there was video on the screen so everyone at the front could see what was happening so that was fine and everyone's happy with that it's good feedback they need to know this they need to iron out things from night one like gary's cape falling off which i'm going to show (laughs) you in a minute (laughs) but i read a i got sent earlier something by a friend of mine who i won't i'm not going to reveal who because i don't want her to feel like i'm saying that she's a moaner about the moaners So somebody wrote on one of the Take That groups, again, I won't say which one, I really don't want to be controversial, lies, but I must admit this has to be the most disappointing Take That concert I've been to, and I've been to them all. Nowhere near as much money has been spent, costumes were rubbish, hardly any dancers, and totally lacking the theatrical element of previous concerts. I hyped it up to my 13-year-old daughter and felt a bit cheated. was still a lovely experience, and her face shows how happy she was. So your daughter enjoyed it. But... Right, first of all... But someone else is going to that show and they'll be like, oh, thank fuck, there's not 50 dancers on the stage this time. I can see shit and there's not a woman draped over them for the entire show. I mean, there is for part of the show. I know, but it's it's courses for courses, isn't it? Some people don't give a shit about dancers. I'm sorry that you're expecting a full West End musical production, but that's not what you get. Actually, first of all... That take that ball that we called it <laughs> must have cost fucking millions. Oh, the show looks amazing. Millions. And this is a, someone that doesn't. Like, I'm not invested. Yeah. yeah. I don't have to care. I don't like. But it looks amazing. Yes. You can tell they've put thought into it. Yes. And it's done in a way that if you're in the cheap seat, like you're in the very last row on the very top tier, uh-huh. you're still going to get a full show experience from right. it. As much as the people that are down on the floor are getting. Yes. The ones that will catch drops of Gary's sweat. I, that's me. I <laughs> genuinely don't understand this. I have seen someone else say, oh, it's a stripped back version. Oh, a stripped back version that they spent fucking millions on. It's not, I just. That's the, that's the voice of someone that's never been and seen their boy bands perform at a Radio 1 roadshow. Yes. That's off the back well, of a I truck in a car park. replying saying, you should have seen Down Underland because that was a five piece band and the three boys on a stage. There were no fireworks. There were, there wasn't even any ticker tape go up in the mm. air, which was a bit bizarre, I'm going to admit. 
was there tipping ticker tape? Actually, there might have been. I can't remember. But it was really basic. No big screens, no big showy things. They're not flying in the air like they tend to do. And it was amazing. I didn't hear one fucking Australian or New Zealand fan complain. How long have they waited for their... 22 years right. so, for yeah. them to go back to Australia. And they had never been to New Zealand before. Yeah. And some people said, you know... And there is a thing, people are a sport. Like with the new kids, new kids do a tour every two years in the States and people are sport that they do that. And if, and I actually, I do kind of get cross that every time they announce a tour, you'll get all the fans from other countries are like, oh, not us again then I see. And it's kind of like, well, I can't think we kind of have to face up to the fact now that they're not touring internationally. Yeah, they don't make money And if you want to go and see them, you're going to have to pay to go abroad. And I get that it's expensive, but... The American side of it, they don't appreciate that. Okay, brilliant. You're paying a thousand dollars for your VIP. Great. Well done, you. All your money's going to the band. But for other people that want to come over, they're having to pay the VIP price and flights on top of that. And international flights during the summer aren't cheap. Yes. It's the same for the Aussie fans. I'm going to shout out some of my Aussie friends oh, now because they've been interacting a lot with us on social media recently. So and they might be my Aussie friends too. Angie? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Although and I want to be Angie's friend. She Angie's, seems fun. She's the best. Angie, uh, will you be my friend too? <laughs> uh, Mandy, who commented as well the other day, saying that it just really ticks her off because she's just so... It's so frustrating for them over there to not be able to see them and to just see people bloody whinging. Yeah. So Angie, Mandy, Tony. Oh, hi, Tony. <laughs> we love Tony. And then I've got... Um, Doina is coming over for a few, so she oh is God. coming. She must be beyond excited. I think she is, yeah. She's doing more than one and day And there's as nothing well, like course. a 24-hour flight to just ramp up that <laughs> excitement in you. Exactly. Well, Jodie's here already. Oh, I want to go and pick her up at the airport. When does she get in? <laughs> I feel that I need to welcome her with the balloons. as well for the Gary solo tour. I, I feel we need balloons and flowers at the airport mm. and do a real Love Actually scene for okay, her. Okay, all right. Well, I'll, if I'll find out she's coming in and if I'm here, I'm going to take my very tiny car down to Heathrow Airport okay. and be like, sorry, I can't fit your case in. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's a bunch of girls in Perth who are all coming over to Birmingham for the 19th of May. So I'm oh. really looking forward to seeing them. Joe, Jen, Faye and... Katie, Katie. I'll edit that. And then... <laughs> She won't edit that, so I'm just going to apologise on her behalf, Katie. <laughs> and then Lynn and Nicola and Stacey, all the girls that I met in Perth were wicked. So I, the ones that are coming, really looking forward to seeing you. The ones that can't come, just let us know what we need to do. We've already done an Insta for you. This That's all for the Aussies <laughs> <laughs> and other people who are listening, but mostly for the Aussies. So, yeah, I just wanted to say my piece on people whinging for no reason. They should be fucking grateful. I think there's always going to be people that moan about any oh, aspect. Yeah. of There's something that's going to be pissing them off. And I so I'm going to throw in Ronnie's story right now for okay. anyone that's kind of like, I pay £200 for my VIP seat and I can't see. So last year, Fenway Park, mm-hmm. Ronnie took Nick. Yeah. Uh, I want to say, I think, I think he was seven at the time. Yeah. It was for his birthday. She got them uh, the barstool seats, which are the $1,000 each seats. And she also got them the ultimate VIP, which is where you go in and Holy you see the band shit. on your yeah. own. Yeah. And it's good fun. Donnie knows, you know, oh, yeah. Nick, him and Nick have some really strange childlike relationship, which is actually really cute. 
So February and Park, not Michael Jackson-y. No, but no, 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 not at all. The two of them just have this connection. It's yeah, really, really fun Donnie's to Because Donnie's a man and when, therefore a child. When she sends me videos of the two of them together, it just absolutely fills my heart with joy. Aww. So Fenway Park, before they come on. Now, it was boiling hot during the day. And the Barstool VIPs have, have their picture with the new kids on the stage. And they had them lined up in the hot sun. So Nick's getting tired and irritable, blah, blah, blah. They go through, they do their VIP bit. Right before they come on stage, there's a massive thunderstorm and they have to clear Fenway Park. Oh, shit. You have to go in and I take cover. This. Yeah. So because it's thunder and lightning, they can't guarantee your safety. You have to get out of the open. So everyone runs under the stands and goes and takes shelter. Ronnie comes back from this when they eventually let people back into the park. She comes back from the bit where they're kind of like, okay, you can go back in now. There's the, the storm has passed. Go back to your seats. Mm. She goes back to her barstool seat and someone has taken a shit beneath her stool. <laughs> and one of the where stu- I thought that story was going. <laughs> someone has taken a shit. Surely a shit has washed in somewhere in the rain. Someone's squatted. There is a human... Yeah, there's a human shit by their bastards. <laughs> so she calls over the stewards and is kind of like, um, I don't mean to bother you, but could someone clear up <laughs> the human feces? And a fuss is created around this and someone tries oh to accuse God. Nick. Oh, there was a kid sat there. <laughs> and he's like, it was fucking not my kid. He did not take like, like, I'm not going to react if my kid suddenly decides in the middle of the thunderstorm where he might die to pull down his chances and take shit. Like, it's not him. So, for anyone complaining that for your £200, take that VIP seat, you can't see the other side of the stage, please just be grateful that your seat doesn't cost £500 more. So, what's $1,000? About £750-ish now. So, be grateful you've not paid £750 to be in the front row and come back to your seat to find someone has taken a shit under it. Let's just all calm the fuck down. My friend who's a nurse, and I tell you that fan today was saying that a patient, because she was like, oh, I've had such a stressful morning. I've got this patient who keeps shitting on the floor. And then, <laughs> and then she said he was shitting on the floor and then throwing stuff. And I oh, asked for his number. It's a bit Julian Assange. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I clearly don't know that entire story, but we won't go there. Can we talk about Lance, please? Oh, I love Lance. We all love Lance. He's absolutely the best. He did a Q&A live on Instagram last night. My suggestion had been that the two of us would go in the C5 at the Clapham Grand. Mm-hmm. Uh, see them at midnight, come home and then be up. Because Lance's Q&A was at 3am for us. Mm-hmm. So we'd go in C5 at the Clapham Grand and then on our euphoric high, we wouldn't sleep and we could have a chat with Lance. What happened, Amy? We didn't win the five tickets, and then I found out today that my friend was the sound engineer and he could have got us in for free. <laughs> that wasn't the story I was after. Oh. What happened, Amy? We, when At three o'clock, we went to chat with Lance. All right, so basically, I got in at like one-ish from a date. That's a story for another day. Slut. And <laughs> What did you just call it? <laughs> 
I, I mean, call me. A, no, actually, call no, away. Whatever. I was just being sarcastic. It's not. You're, you're single. It doesn't matter who you date. As long no. as you're not hurting anyone. I'm dating everyone. I'm dating everyone. Um, but I'm still yearning for Gary Barlow. I have to so, tell you about the dream I had the other day. Okay, good. Not on air though. Absolutely not okay. on air. I've had some weird dreams too recently. Very strange. I but... generally don't dream about people that I know. Oh. Definitely don't dream about celebrities. Like that's never a thing. But yeah. Was Was Gary in it? No. Oh, good. I love how you're so revolted by that. Absolutely not. Okay, so at one o'clock, I, me and Zoe are texting each other. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I think I'm going to go to bed. And Zoe goes, are we staying up for the Lance Bass Q&A? And I'm like, hmm. And like, I'm not even making sense at 1 a.m. So <laughs> I don't know if we were going to make it to 3 a.m. Then Zoe says to me, um, hang on, I'm going to pull this up so that I can read it for <laughs> Because it made me laugh so much. Zoe says to me, oh, I've just read all of this, this is hilarious. I can't remember what I said, so well, I don't know what's coming. All, you said, uh, are we staying up until 3am to chat with our mate Lance Bass because I'm knackered, but I feel like we will get a lot of his attention. And I went, oh shit, is that tonight? And you said, yeah. And I went, I'm just, <laughs> I said, I'm just back from a date and I think I need a shit, but I'm constipated. <laughs> You should save the poo news for recording. <laughs> I feel like I've outdone your poo news with Ronnie's poo news. And then you said, if we'd gone to see five, we could have done it on the way home. And then you said nice about me being constipated. And I said fucking five because we missed out on the competition. Um, I love that our material has become shitting and being filth. And you said, we should start licking out a 10 to 15 second clip each week I can make into videos. Oh my God. Picking out. <laughs> and I went, I, th- oh, you said what you wanted to say. <laughs> Are you hitting on me? So, yeah. So, Zoe wants to lick out something from me. I want to lick episode. out 10 to 15 seconds on video every week. This has become <laughs> quite the different podcast than what we initially intended. I'm only constipated because I'm on a new diet for health reasons. Yeah. Mm. You're, on a, you're doing keto, aren't you? Mm. Yeah. That's not this podcast. Oh, okay. That's a different podcast. Right. But yeah. Okay. Keto. Where were we going with that? Oh, Lance. yes, Lance Bass. So I I could have inundated him with questions for hours because mm-hmm. as everyone who listens knows, I'm obsessed with the story. I've now watched the film like six, seven times. Mm. And every time I watch, I get a new question. And also I have questions about the things that weren't included in the film. So I sent him three questions as me. Yeah. And then two questions as I'm with the boy band. Yeah. And I have a few days off work. My shifts are working out funny. I'm, I'm working the Easter weekend saturday sunday mm-hmm. so i had wednesday thursday friday off and i was like fuck it i'm staying up to talk to lance i was still awake at three i started chatting to one of our new listeners who had listened to our review of the boy bank on mm-hmm. so we were chatting about the film a little bit and then i was like oh it's nearly three i might as well stay up and then i missed the first two minutes of the chat oh, for fuck's sake Zoe. so i go in and he's at the end of answering a question and i was like oh that sounds like it could be the answer to one of my questions but you can't go back. Like no. on a live video, you have to wait for the whole thing to fucking finish and then go back and start again. Oh, but only if they save it, because sometimes they don't so save it. So they did them. save it on Facebook and eventually it saved on Instagram. And the very first question he answered was mine. So Lance Can Bass said my here. name. What did he say? Zoe Linkson? No, he said Zoe. Oh, cool. At 12 Reasons Why. Watch live video. I gave you two weeks. Now we need to discuss. Oh, and we're live over here too. Oh. Uh, so yeah, uh, I've been wanting to take your questions because this is one of those movies that you just have to watch over and over again 
and you have more questions about it. So we wanted to answer your questions right now. You've been sending all of your uh, questions ahead of time with hashtag boybandcon, so we're going to get to as many as possible in the next 30 minutes. All right, guys. So uh, Zoe, at 12 Reasons Why, given how intricate his scams were and the level of intelligence taken to carry them out, do you think Lou Pearlman had the potential to be equally or maybe even more successful if he'd used his brain for good? Yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah. I've always said, you know, what Lou Pearlman was creating, if he knew it or not, was I think the next Motown there on I was super excited to uh, be part of a, a label that was building these, these groups. And I thought we would be able to collaborate together and, and support each other and tour together, but it didn't quite work out that way. If he wasn't so greedy and actually wanted his bands to get along, he could have easily had the next Motown. That's so amazing that he said your name. I know, it's quite And your exciting. handle too, yeah. Zoe, at 12 Reasons Why. Yeah, hi Lance. The first one. You'll be my friend. He is your friend. He's following us and retweeting us right. and reading your name out on his Q&A. He's an actual member of NSYNC. Yeah. I know you know actual new kids, but like... Well, here's the strange thing. So when I first told Donnie that we were going to do this, I showed you his messages, didn't I? So I said, oh, we're going to start doing a boy band podcast. And almost right. immediately he was like, tell me what you need me to do. Like, <laughs> I'm just in. let me know when I'm there. Like, <laughs> I was kind of like... No, actually, oh. he said, I'm in. And then he was like, I mean, I don't want to assume that you want me. I love the <laughs> fact that Donnie... <laughs> knows you so well that he's like he knew you were gonna go I didn't ask you mate Back off. <laughs> but one of the first people he offered to get me a number for he's like I can get you Lance Bass's number oh. or not I can get you Lance Bass's number he's like I can get in touch with, with Lance for you and I was kind of like let's get into it and, yeah. and find our rhythm and figure out and figure out what we're doing before I I start pursuing all those kind of things we mm. just want to find our feet and work our way and the same before we had him on so I although I had him record our disclaimer I, I'd said to him, we're not, we want to get our rhythm going and us and see where we're going with this. It's like, if we'd only have five listeners, we'd have probably been this by now. Mm. So, so let's get into it and then I'll come back to you when I'm, I'm ready for you. But one of the first people he offered, like he said, oh, I can get you so-and-so or so-and-so. One of the mm. first people was Lance. And I was kind of like, oh no, that's great. Brilliant. And now Lance is like, he's... Lance has come to us on his own. Yeah. <laughs> We fit. We went fishing, and in he came. Yeah, yeah. I do love him. I'm growing more and more fond of him. And when listen to the rest of that Q and A when you it's only half hour long, so mm. listen to it when you get a chance. But just you can tell the passion and the he's approached doing the documentary in a proper journalistic way, and I've got so much respect for him for yeah. that because he could have just done it as Scandalous. I know a load of people. Yeah. You know, I can get all the names. Mm. I can do that. Blah blah blah. And he didn't. He he approached it in a fully professional way. So yeah. and I absolutely admire him for that. Love you, Lance. Yeah. You'll be my friend. Lance and Chris and Joey and Justin and Jay Z. <laughs> oh my god, that's we haven't talked about Coachella. So Coachella oh, happened after the last episode. Oh my god. We are the kings of reforming boy bands. Boy bandipity. Boy bandipity. We uh, we don't know how we're doing it. <laughs> we do know how we're doing it. How are we doing it? I don't know. Because people could say, oh, but they just talk about boy bands all the time. But we don't talk about every boy band no. all the time. Like we, It's a very limited number. Like There's our boy band of the week and then our chats will generally focus around the same handful of people and whoever's... Yeah. Just take that and you kids, basically. Yeah. <laughs> but, but then when we, we do mention a boy band... Jonas. 
got back together again on the very night we recorded the Jonas episode. Five. Announced and, a brand new tour with nine one one, who we yeah. just met. Yeah, but also the, the day we released their episode was when... The they'd... day we released the five episode was the day they announced the tour. And then the same week, Lou Pearlman week? When we're talking about NSYNC and Lance Bass. NSYNC get back together on stage at And Coachella. perform with Ariana. Yeah, so and I'm not down, I just want to make it clear now, I don't care about Justin. Oh. No, like, I love Justin, but... The NSYNC reunion can happen without Justin. Backstreet Boys went for years without Kevin Richardson. Take That are doing marvellously successful without Robbie initially and now without Jason. Like Basically, the, it I works don't care if it's people, not a full lineup. Didn't you kids spin off John for a while? How about we bring that back? Off, he fell off a horse. Sure. <laughs> That's the official line. We'll go with it. So boy bands work even if a member drops out. And members. although you will lose in our scientific process of pointing you, if you have lost a boy- member of your boy band, you do get downpointed for the carelessness of losing a member. <laughs> but it works. And I think the passion is there for this reunion so much mm. that people will... So- and I've seen people be like, I don't want to go and see them without Justin. And I'm kind of like, I've read the rest of, rest of your tweets and you will absolutely be there fighting for tickets on the day they go on sale with or without Justin. Absolutely. Robbie who? Yeah, speaking as, (laughs) on your behalf and on my behalf here, as people whose boy bands have reunited years after and you thought it was gone and that emotion had passed, when you're in that space where you get to be a 15, 16-year-old again and get all those feelings and get to be carefree, you will be at every fucking show you can get to. I've been getting it all this last week. How many are you going to? Seven. Well, actually, technically now it's eight because they <laughs> announced another date in September on my birthday. Oh, you're going to Gibraltar? I'm going to Gibraltar. Okay. So this makes it less awkward that I now tell you that I'm not available that weekend because I'm going go- to be. No, 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 no. So we're oh. going to. <laughs> winking at Zoe because you're going to be. Mm. No, we're going to Butlins for the 911 weekend. So for Amazing. the bunnies, one of the bunnies is 40 next year. Mm. So it's an advice. Oh, no, she's 40 this year. So shit, sorry, Ria. She's 40 this year, and mm. that's what she's chosen to do. Instead of having a party, there's going to be a bunch of us go down to Great. Butlins for the weekend. For the 90s night. Yeah. Oh, that's wicked. Yeah. And no. I do now need to check with her that it's all right for me to say that on there because I don't know that she's told everyone else that we're doing that yet. Oh, fucking hell. This might be another cut. So <laughs> I'm going to Gibraltar. They announced the Gibraltar Festival announced that Take That was going to be their headliner, but then it was on the 7th and 8th. And I was like, Well, what day is it? And they were like, Buy a two day ticket. I was like, I don't want a fucking two day ticket. I want to know what day my boy band's going to be there so that I can buy a ticket and book some flights. So can you please just tell me? And then I was like, This sounds dodgy. And that's, then I started yeah. doing that. And then I got on Twitter because, you know, we, we've seen what happened with Fire Festival. Do you know what I'm saying? Right. So I got on Twitter and I started tagging in take that I can't believe that you're comparing a dodgy little festival in, not a dodgy festival but a festival in Gibraltar yeah. to Fire Festival which was a, a meant to be set on the island owned by Pablo El, Escobar El, was it, I was about to say El Chapo 
who is the the dog food king. No, El Chapo is a Mexican drug lord that's just in court at the minute. Oh, right, okay. Well, you, you can tell who works in current affairs here, can't you? <laughs> but... Yeah. So yeah, I was. I got on Twitter. I was like, "Is this real? What the fuck is this? Can someone verify this?" I'm not buying a ticket until I fucking know. I'm not paying for a two day ticket because they won't tell me which day my boy band's headlining. And then at two o'clock, take that announced it, and I was like, "Done." So yeah, we've booked flights. We're going for a couple of nights. It's on my birthday. My fortieth last year was a fucking disaster in the end. So I'm gonna celebrate my forty first in Gibraltar. We got hotels and stuff. Treat Gibraltar is very, very British. It is. It's all red phone boxes in Union Jacks. Oh my god, that's amazing. We're not staying in Gibraltar because I didn't. I knew Gibraltar was small. I didn't realise it was two point six square miles. Yeah, very tiny. So we're staying in Spain, just across the border, and going in and out. You'll be fine going in and out as well with your even. Oh no, Brexit now is Halloween, isn't it? So when it's post Brexit, yeah. it won't be post. <laughs> we'll be fine going in and out. God, oh my god, you know what we need to do. That. You know what we need to do? We need to see how many times we can see our boy bands before Brexit finally happens. <laughs> Be a little challenge for each other. Oh God. Well, I didn't think I was going to get to see them in Europe because June is too busy at work for me to go anywhere. And also I'm broke from buying Take That tickets. <laughs> but this, it was my birthday and I was oh, no, like, oh. you absolutely have to. It was, it, it was the obvious thing to do. So yeah. yeah. So I've been like, getting Very this... much like in the way that I tried to get you to do that boy band cruise from Hull with me, which was on my <laughs> birthday. And then I was like, no, scrap that. I'm not fucking driving up to Hull. Fucking Hull. Is it Hull or is it Newcastle? I can't remember, but it was And it goes far. round. It doesn't go back to the same port, this boy band cruise. I will find out the information and put it on our Twitter because it actually sounds quite fun. So it departs from either Hull or Newcastle. And it saves ra- sails around England and drops you off in Southampton. But I'm kind of like, but my fucking car then. <laughs> yeah. like, I've just driven to Newcastle to get on your shitty ferry. You've dropped me as far for away a as you cruise. Can. Yeah. Oh, with some man. boy bands. Yeah. Well, and here I am in Southampton. Yeah. <laughs> Southampton's closer to home, but yeah, right? the car's going to be well up there forever because <laughs> we're never going back there. So yeah, I've been asked a lot. Why are you go? And I'm like, right, I'm going to break this down. I'm going to break this down. Have you ever watched a film more than once? Or have you listened to an album more than once that you've bought? Yeah. And it's like, yes. Okay. Have you ever been to a gig where you felt so uplifted and energised and just like it was the best feeling ever? Yes. Okay. So imagine both of those things. But now, as well as that, your favourite people in the world slash your idols slash the people you fancy more than anything else are on stage. And they're only going to do this once. Like, why wouldn't you go as many times as you yeah. can? It makes no sense. I mean, we've talked about my this answer to today, that question. Go on. My answer to the question is why? It's because, not your business. Because it makes me happy. Yeah. And all you should care about, you shouldn't care about why or how it affects you or that you don't understand it. All you should care about in our relationship, no matter what our relationship is, you're the person that sits across the desk with me asking. You're a person who I meet in a pub is asking. All you should care about is does it make me happy? Yes fine full stop go and fucking do it go fuck yourself i feel exactly the same way about sadomasochism like okay i'm not into it it. makes you happy but if it makes that person happy and it's fulfilling a need for them let them fucking do it i always say no judgment right but it's not it's not my cup of tea (laughs) (laughs) right we should go and take a break we don't have a boy band video world cup or anything like that this week to talk about in a section section two so we're gonna go straight into this week's boy band of the week and we will be back right after this 
So Zoe just told me the content of a dream that she just had. And uh, <laughs> basically... You're shipping it, aren't you? <laughs> I really am. I'm like 100% on board. Okay, when it happens, I'll let you know. <laughs> so before we go into the boy band... <laughs> These are things that... like You know when we go and see All Killer No Filler and mm. they mention things on the podcast and like we can't put that in recording but ask us at a live show yeah when we get around to doing live shows we'll reveal all this to people <laughs> in public there's a whole section <laughs> there's a whole section in all killer no filler where they take questions and people go who's the celebrity that cheated on his wife or who's the one who what did mary berry do and all yeah. these things <laughs> oh my god it's such a good it's the best part of the whole show Oh, we're going to that soon, aren't we? Oh, I was going to ask you about that. Did we book those tickets? Yes. When is it for? June the 23rd. Okay. If you've, if you've booked to go and see Take That, I quit you. I know I haven't. They're away on that day. They're overseas. I'm sure it's June the 23rd. It's a Sunday. It's a lunchtime thing, though. We have discussed this before on the podcast, we and ha- people are going to get cross with us now and be like, I know when you're going. Okay, I'm putting it in. I wasn't sure if you'd bought the tickets, and then I thought about it the other day. I did. They're not great seats, because I... Didn't get on. I'm basically I haven't got us in the front row again. Seat snobs. So before we go into the boy band, I just wanted to go through this. So in the process of researching this boy band, I came across a message board on Digital Spy where someone had posted asking people about the B list boy bands they used to go and see and follow. Within that thread, I came across a lot of boy bands that I know I've never heard of. Mm. So this is an appeal. I'm going to run you through the list now of who I've taken off this thread to see if you know who they are. Okay. But this is also an appeal to listeners. This is mainly British boy bands that no one's ever heard of. But if you know about them, some of them are going to be really difficult for us to Google and include on the list just because because of what their their names names are. So it's an appeal. If you know anything about them, you've got old copies of Smash Hits, you used to go and see them, you know any nuggets of info do please get in touch. So I'm going to start, I'm just going to go in order of how I pulled them off the thread. Thread. The first one is Back to Back. No. No. Oh, no. There's two Back to Back. So is there one where the Bs, are the, uh, there's two mirror Bs? Oh, I don't know. Okay. Like a B2B. Oh, maybe. Anyway. This is spelled B-A-K, the number two B-A-K, Back to Back. Okay, I don't know. V. I know, I've seen them. Which I assume is a five piece. Yeah, I've seen them. I they not supported... a tribute to the 1970s alien TV program. <laughs> <laughs> I I think they supported someone like Girls Aloud and the Saturdays years ago when I went to see them. Okay, someone in V called who was called Kevin is now dating Mark from Westlife. Mm. Fix, which we know about, that's P H I double X. That's the boy band that off one of the reality shows. You and I, I don't know if we did it on air. We've definitely discussed them before. Okay. Northern Line? Yes. Okay, now one of Northern Line's Dan Corsi. I'm sure Dan was in Worlds Apart before... Who did he go out with? Kerry Katona for a little bit. Right. Isn't Ziggy part of Northern Line? Zach... Oh, the guy from Big Brother. Zach Lishman. So I know his sister as well. (laughs) Oh, okay, yes. He was Northern Line. And Northern Line I'd heard before, they're definitely already on our list, but Mm -hmm. it was just, I pulled out little bits and nuggets, so Mm -hmm. I pulled out of there that Dan Corsi was in them. I'm sure Dan Corsi was in another boy band. Right. Just remembering who that boy band was. It was a boy band I used to go and see. Okay. In fact, one of the pictures I've got, remember when I pulled that photo frame out of the loft? I'm sure (laughs) there's a picture of me with Dan in there. Okay. Four story. That rings a bell. Apparently they did Eurovision for us one year. Okay. Get ready. No. Boy band from Sheffield. 
Menergy. <laughs> oh no, they sound like a men's rights activist group. <laughs> email, which is E dash and then mail, M A L E. Email. No, don't. Apparently, email used to perform on stage wearing roller skates. They sound like twats. Okay, D side. No. Natural, I know on our list, they're a Perlman boy band. Oh, okay. I think. Triple A. <laughs> this is one of the ones that's going to be really hard to Google. <laughs> Uh, North and South. Oh. Came out of a TV show. Oh, yeah. And I'm fairly certain North and South, they're on the list already, but North and South, they were a boy band and a TV show. And in the t- the idea being that they'd have this drama about a boy band and then they'd release songs as an actual boy band. I think you're right. But the characters on TV had different names to the actual, what they sold themselves as a boy band. It just got confusing. Oh, for fuck's sake. That does all ring a bell though, yeah. <laughs> Irish boy band OTT. Mm-mm. See, that rings a bell for me. Which is the Irish boy band that um, Danny and Mark from the script were in? Oh, that's on the list, written on the okay. list somewhere. No, one of the members of Get Ready came back in another band called Spin City. Oh. The Carter Twins. Mm-mm. Gemini. Now, not the Gemini that oh. did Eurovision. There was a Gemini that was identical blonde twins. Were they X Factor? No, I don't think so. They were called David and Michael. No. Um, Ultimate Chaos, definitely on the list. They yes. support. I saw them support and take that. I've seen them before at some point. Chaos with a K. Yes. <laughs> Next of Kid, Three Brothers. Is that they're an X Factor one? I don't know. Nearly at the end of it now. Really, if you know any of these boy bands, you can give us any clues. Any any pointers or directions. In yeah, which I think take. a lot of these would have been very localised as well. Like they might have played your local radio road shows or done schools, but were never signed. But we want, if we're going to make this the complete boy band list, we need to try and include them. Yeah. B-O-N, German boy band. Uh, they had a video where they were outside a convent naked trying to hide from nuns. Fucking hell. I need to Google the video. <laughs> Fix eight. Definitely not. No. Uh, that's it. That's oh. the end. Oh, okay. five boys. Five. B-O-Y-Z. No. So most of those I've not heard of. Some no. of them, yes. Yeah, some of them are already on our list. I just took you through everything that I'd written down. But yeah. Isn't it, it interesting kind of how many boy bands have been put together? Yeah. Con- like a constant thing. And how many... And these would have all been late 90s, early 2000s. Yeah. Like the real boy band. Yeah, peak boy peak band era. boy band. But how many successful boy bands from the peak were like, how many truly successful boy bands from the peak? A handful. Ten? Hmm. Mostly. I mean, you and I, what you and I would consider successful is maybe not the same as what the music industry would consider successful. Right. Like I'd say O-Town, successful boy band. Oh, I used yeah. to watch them on the TV all the time. Yeah, me too. I know all of them. But, Record industry-wise, not considered to be massively successful. Yeah. So anyway, that's just a little run through some really obscure boy bands that we require information on. So do get in touch if you just know any of them. Also on that, if you've got one of their CDs at home, I want a picture of you holding up the CD, looking excited. Yeah, or record or cassette. Oh, whatever it might. Cassingle. Cassingle. <laughs> um, I just wanted to add to that O Town thing. If Ashley Parker Angel listens. Ashley, get in touch. Oh, do you know what I did? I went last night in my trying to stay up, keep myself awake to talk with Lance Bass. Mm-hmm. There's no VIP left for the O Town show. What? 
the fuck is this? I know. So oh, we were going to use our some of our Patreon money to hopefully save up and get the VIP to the Not possible anymore. Well, unless I'm doing it wrong. <laughs> How many ways are there to do it? <laughs> Go on Ticketmaster, ask for two tickets, let them offer you VIP. Not happening. So anyway, so that's the end of this. Zoe's found some more obscure boy bands. The other outcome of this... Oh, the other one I found that I tweeted was a band called Formandu. Oh. I tweeted about them today because that was... What do they do? (laughs) (laughs) That was the first one I found in my research in this boy band. I was taken into a YouTube loop of videos by a band called Formandu. (laughs) If you know about them as well, do get in touch. Formandu. Great. Okay, well, let's go straight into this week's boy band. Okay, boy band of the week. Boy band of the week. Who is it? I'm not telling you. Okay. I'm going to have to tell you an adventure. You're not going to guess from the <laughs> name. Even if I went through the entire names and their first five records, you're still not going to be there. Born Donald Parker in 1972 and raised in Auburn, Alabama. He changed his name to Trey Parker. What? Not, Trey Parker and Matt Stone? Not to be confused with the South Park creator um. of the same name. And I just... I would, I know I'm not even a full sentence in. I want to call him out. If you're changing your name, Donald, because I get it, Donald's not really the name for a member of a boy band. Donnie Wahlberg. <laughs> but if you're changing your name, don't choose a name that someone really famous has already got. What, when when did he change his name? I don't quite know. Well, maybe they weren't famous yet. When? How long's South Park's been on? Like 20 years or whatever. Yeah. But... This is the early 90s. Yeah. Okay. So, we'll, ma- well maybe South Park came out around the same time, but I don't reckon Trey Parker was that well known back then. Okay. Okay. Carry on. Trey Parker got his first taste of showbiz performing as the mascot Little Orby for his local university football team. Oh. He worked in TV and film and a little bit of musical theatre before his family moved to California when he was 15. In California, he met Damon Butler born in 1972, who was a dancer in LA. Damon had also had some experience uh, in commercials and had starred in one for Quaker Oats when he was 12. Okay. I guess just eating porridge. Porridge. (laughs) Damon and Trey met at a jazz hip-hop dance class where the two of them were spotted and asked to be back in dances for Tiffany on her 1989 tour with New Kids on the Block. I've never heard of them. Who are they? (laughs) (laughs) This is the boy band called EYC. Yeah, EYC. Amazing. Trey met 17-year-old David Loeffler at a party. David's of a Latin and Irish heritage and he'd grown up in the hood of Long Beach, California. So very, from a very rough part of town. He made the, he'd made a conscious decision to escape the lure of joining gangs by throwing himself into dance and music. That'll do it. Trey takes David to meet his pal Damon and the three decide to form a band called EYC and in 1990 they are born. EYC stands for Express Yourself Clearly and they finish every show by screaming EYC That's the one thing I remembered about EYC before doing my research. I I couldn't even remember their names. I don't love it. Starting big, the young group's first gig was at the International Teen Idol Festival in Tokyo, one of only three US bands who'd been invited to attend. 
No, I tried to Google. Who in, the others were? In, no, I tried to Google it, just even the festival, and it pulls up five links, two about EYC and three porn sites. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I was Googling this Japanese <laughs> festival. It's really weird. From the outset, they were determined to retain as much creative control as they could over their sound, their image, and who they work with. And they lucked out by signing to MCA Record to allow them this freedom. They were styled as a raunchier, sexed-up version of a boy band. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. New Kids on the Block were not raunchy and sexed-up. Take that, doing give good feeling. We're not raunchy and sexed <laughs> up. No, okay. But I'd like to see some raunchy, sexy EYC ya. EYC ya. They released their first album called Express Yourself Clearly to the US in 1993. So we're already three years on. They've been doing a little bit of the circuit and touring around, doing mm-hmm. clubs, the whole school things. They released their first album, Express Yourself Clearly, 1993, but the US didn't care. Oh, that's very rude of them. David said, we call our sound the three flavour fill. I bring the hip hop and the hype. Trey brings the pop and Damon has the soul. Why do they say wanky things like this? <laughs> I know. Bands? This is like Jonas all again. Their music having garnered minimal interest in the States, they looked to take the international route. Ah, so yet again, Europe failed US boy bands are being inflicted upon us. <laughs> so in late sorry i really sure i should be more positive about the boy mm-hmm, bands i'm doing mm-hmm. like we're only three years in i've already decided they've failed they hit the uk in late 1993 when they were one of the bands on the smash hits roadshow oh. who were vying to be chosen to appear on the live tv show on the 5th of december that year the smash hits roadshow best new act eternal most fanciful male mark owen and this is definitely a made-up category Best dancer in pop, Jason Orange. <gasps> Jason, hang on. Let me just move my mic. Jason Orange. Best is... dancer in pop. Yes. The show that year also featured E17, Two Unlimited, Bad Boys Inc., M People, and Apache Indian. Oh my God. They're just going to run you through a couple of categories so you can see where EYC is sitting in the whole band boy timeline. Band the... boy? Band... <laughs> Someone said <laughs> Boy band timeline. What's the name of the podcast again? <laughs> <laughs> the best British group that year. Number five was Worlds Apart. Mm-hmm. Number four was the Pet Shop Boys. Three, Bad Boys Inc. Two, E17. And number one was Take That. Obviously. The best group in the world. Number five was Bon Jovi. Four, Bad Boys Inc. Three, E17. Two, New Kids on the Block. And number one, Take That. Obviously. So we're at the, the down... See, this is... This is the type of competition <laughs> I can get on board with. Sorry. So we're, we're on the down of, of New Kids Boy Band yeah. arc and on the up of Take That. Yeah. 93 was this, right? Yes. Yeah, so this that is December the, 93. That was the year that Take That said they came away from the Smash Hits Polner's party and they were like, we fuck, we've fucking done this. Yeah. Like, we're, we're there. When you, so I watched some of it. You can, the complete shows on YouTube, you mm. can watch the whole thing and it, you could see that they were the star turn. Yes. Like, Take That have agreed to appear... And the way they use them. It's, mm. yeah. And they were all egotistical, um, ma- egotistical maniacs yeah. back then. New Kids on the Block had been due to perform at Smash It's this year. But this was when they released their The End album. Ah. Uh, they'd been asked to change some of the lyrics to Dirty Dog. And they refused and pulled out of doing the show. New Kids? Yes. Yeah, so we what got lyrics? 
I don't know what lyrics in Dirty Dog. Bear in mind, this is a kid's lunchtime show. Like, okay, it goes out yeah, okay. on BBC One at lunchtime. We're still in the early 90s. BBC. It's the same mm. era as the Biker Grove gay, gay kiss. Like that. <laughs> uh, because New Kids pulled out, we get EYC instead. This is like that time that Backstreet pulled out of that Disney special and InSync stepped in and then InSync exploded. So basically what we're going to tell me is EYC at this point, this was the start of their career and they got massive. The other thing to come out of Lance's chat last night was that he found out within filming that actually Backstreet Boys didn't pull out of doing that show. They were contracted to Nickelodeon so they could never have done the show. (gasps) That's... EYC were the first band to win the Smash Hits Pole Winner Poll Winners Party Roadshow Act. Right. This is the competition that in turn launched the careers of Boyzone and Backstreet Boys in the UK and Europe. Their first single was quickly released the following week. It was called Feeling Alright and it sold over 60,000 copies in the UK, eventually reaching number 16. It was released into the heavily saturated and hugely distorted Christmas single market. Mm. The Christmas Day chart that year included Whitney releasing I Will Always Love You, which is number 40, Hulk Hogan at number 29, (laughs) Bad Boys Inc. at number 26, Mm. Cliff Richard at number 19. Which song? It wasn't a Christmassy one. I didn't write it down because it wasn't one of those ones that you'd be like, oh my God, that one, they release that every Christmas. Mm -hmm. It was some random Cliff Richard attempt at the Christmas number one. Mm -hmm. K7 were at number 13 with Come Baby Come. Oh my God. That's one of those random tunes I have on my iPhone that I'm kind of like, I just need a little bit of Come Baby Come right now. (laughs) You dirty, you're such a dirty bitch. (laughs) Meatloaf was at number eight with Bat Out of Hell and also at number six with I Do Anything For Love. E17 at number five with It's All Right. Take That were at number two with Babe. Babe and Mr. Mr. Blobby was at number one. Yeah. So that's the chart that EYC released their single into. Okay. Uh, EYC weren't naturally followers of the boy band Blueprint. They openly had relationships and in their interviews, even with the teen magazines, they made it very clear that they were sexual beasts. Oh. David Loeffler dated Brit model Lisa Snowden from 1993 to 1996. I've met her. And when she began dating George Clooney much later in 2001, Dave sold a kiss and tell on her. <gasps> I cannot find it. Oh. If anyone has it, I'm as much as I'm obsessed with Lil Perman, I'm also obsessed with boy band kiss and tells. Oh, me too. Especially take that thing. one. <laughs> like there's, you can't, so I follow Pamela DeBauer on... Twitter, mm-hmm. she's the woman that wrote I'm with the band, the original groupie used to take moulds of rock stars' penises. There's this whole fallacy. Whoa, 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 whoa. Fallacy. <laughs> she used to take moulds of rock stars' penises. Yeah, make those out of for... Sorry, we're probably taking this too far and we shouldn't go. For what? No, I want to hear more about this. No, but I don't want to use the word on the podcast, so we cut that bit. <laughs> No, I, I just think it's going to offend some people, Amy. Okay. It's going to be a bit So what are we much. going to use in its place? Let's just go on about the moulds. Okay, moulds. Okay, so I want to hear more about these moulds. She's got a book. It's called I'm With The Band. Okay. So get it and read it. It's a brilliant book. Okay. I can't remember where we were going with this. Oh, yeah, Kiss and Tells. So I love a boy band. Kiss and There's this idea that rock stars are constantly sleeping with groupies and boy bands project this wholesome image and for them there's the idea that it doesn't happen for them they're not having girls constantly in and out of their hotel rooms and we know that's not true we do so know it's i not love true. a boy band kiss and tell yes. because 
their management used to be so tight on what stuff got out there and what got printed that they don't happen very often. Mm. And when you get one, they're normally really good and really oh, fun. So if really you're, good. If, like me, you're keeping a clip in about your boy band that you found in a newspaper when you were 12, somewhere in my loft I have the clipping about Morton Hargit for Maha. Mm. I want to see them. Is it a kiss and tell? Yeah. Oh, my God. I want to read all of these. <laughs> yeah, so send them in to us. Anyway, where were we? George Clooney, Kiss and Tell, Dave Loeffler. EYC had a real allergy to their clothing and spent way more time out of their shirts than in them. So <laughs> when you video them on YouTube, they're always fucking topless. So this yeah. is what we're saying about or, raunchy, sexy. Yeah. Or they'd start a performance fully clothed and by the end, oh like they're God. topless and you don't remember it happening. Take it off! It just came off, it just <laughs> fell off. In 1994, they performed at the Miss Teen USA pageant I imagine the idea was it would is going to help them break the US market again. It fails. Mm. Off the back of that, they get a gig opening for Prince in Europe that last two weeks. And from the Prince gig, they got offered two and a half months opening for Whitney Houston. That really breaks them out into the European market. Yeah, I bet. In March 94, they release another single called The Way You Work It. It reaches number 14 in the UK. Very quickly followed in April by a single called Number One, which got to number 27. <laughs> I love the way you looked at me like you expected me to fill in the blank. I'm like, I'm not going to fall into this trap. Number, number One. one. <laughs> <laughs> not, I'm not falling into this trap. 27, well done. They rounded off the year with a performance at the Princess of Wales's Concert of Hope alongside Take That and Lulu. It was held on December the 1st but it gets broadcast on BBC One on Boxing Day isn't that's it weird that's prime just prime a, prime television sidebar, that feels like a really long time ago but she 25 only, years she only died two years after that three was that not 95 97 no 94 oh sorry I thought it was the end of 95 okay. no end of 94 okay sorry I've cut her life short prematurely. <laughs> even more prematurely continue in April 1994, they had released to the UK market the album they'd tried in the US and failed. Express Yourself Clearly is their first album. Gets to number four. Oh, I've mixed this timeline up like a fucker. Do you, are they expressing themselves clearly? I'm not. <laughs> so, going back, that was the end of 94, Concert of Hope. In that same year, they'd yes. released their album Express Yourself Clearly, which got to number 14, and they toured supporting Salt and Pepper in Australia. Ah. Other singles released that year, Black Book got to number 13 and One More Chance got to number 25. Okay. 1995, they tour as an opening act for Boyzone. Hmm. So Boyzone, who'd come behind them, they had done the Smash Hits Roadshow thing behind them and now much bigger than them and EYC still striving, Hmm. they get the support slot for Boyzone. So they you get an idea of, of where their hard work's going for them, which is not very far. Yes. They were offered to open for Michael Jackson, but they... And too I'm doing, old. They were too old. <laughs> I'm doing quotation marks here. They turned it down because they were, quotation marks again, blowing up, and they wanted to go and do their own tour. I hate to call bullshit on a boy <laughs> band. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> Yeah. In February 1995, they released the single Black Book. Black Book? Black Book. In February 1995, they released a single Black Book in the US and it reaches number 21 on the 
Billboard charts. September 95, a song called Ooh Aha, I feel it, into the UK reaches number 33. And December 95, single In the Beginning reaches number 41. So they're, although they've had minor success, they're getting mm. some little chart hits. It's going the other way. It, yeah. We're at the end of it. Well, we meant to, we should be at the end of their arc here. They should be at the point where they're like, we've given it our three, four year boy yeah. band thing and it's not worked. Let's stop. December 1995, they appear on the Childliners single, which was a charity single mm-hmm. for Childliners called The Gift of Christmas, alongside Backstreet Boys, Boys Own, M8, Sean Maguire. Oh my God. Juice, Ultimate Chaos. Let Loose, E17, Michelle Gale and Danny Minogue. Wow. So that's the peak of pop at that time. That's all the bands. In 1996, they put out an album in Europe only called Put It On. Now, when I originally did people put it on? (laughs) When I originally typed up this document, I did a typo there and I had the album that was called Put It In, followed up (laughs) by a single called I Feel It. So it was. What is wrong with you? Put it in. <laughs> what is wrong with you at the moment? Put it in, followed by I feel it. Put it in, I feel it, and we need to lick out <laughs> <laughs> part of our podcast. Also, in 1996, they star in a Dr Pepper commercial in the US, which features their single called "I Feel It." For three years, they extensively work UK, Europe, Australia, and Asia, never really making making it big they're mm. they're workhorses they get in appearances they'll do road shows they'll appear on tv they get a little bit of children's morning telly and things like that and the yep. singles are getting airplay but they're never they're not peak boy band yeah in march 1999 they make their attack on the u.s market releasing this thing called love which led to billboard describing them as pop pie flavored with just enough edge to resemble nsync more than hansen the single reaches number 118 on the Billboard chart. And so after six years of solidly touring and promotion, they decide to take a break and have a little time to themselves, which kind of sounds a bit like PR speak and the media version of the story to me. Yeah. Like, you want to take a break from... Being unsuccessful. Yes. <laughs> At the time they took off, pop music suddenly took a hold on the US market again, and the Spice Girls, Hanson, NSYNC and Backstreet Boys were kind of blowing up the charts. Mm. Trey said later in an interview, if we would have not stopped and kept going, that would have been us. It was bad timing. Or maybe if they'd been formed a few years later. Yeah. It kind of, it. this is my commentary, it may feel like bad timing to Trey, but EYC never really fit, fitted into that same kind of bubbly, fun mm. pop niche that they thought they'd excel at. And had they not got away, they wouldn't have suddenly become massive yeah so following their very brief break from it all and each other in the summer of 1999 still surrounded by this massive pop explosion which has come after years of shoegazing and grunge music they go back to it and they join 98 degrees and bewitched and some other pop acts i'd never heard of on nickelodeon's all that music and more tour Mm. which goes on through the summer this coincides with the release of their only US album, which is again called I Feel It. That happens in July. And at the same time, that they release a single called Only a Dream, which Billboard now describes as EYC continues 
its quest for top 40 approval with this modern tinged hip-hop lace carol that features a solid vocal, commanding chorus and all the variables that have made many a lesser act a top 40 contender. There are elements of Savage Garden's music at work here. It's the best single yet from this videogenic trio. Hmm. I wonder how Billboard would describe the bird that's singing outside the window. <laughs> I wonder if anyone can hear it. Do you think they must be I've heard really it loud? On, I've heard it on other podcasts, but it's particularly loud today. Yeah, Only a Dream's one of the most played videos on the box in the US. Oh. But it was released at the same time as LFO were killing it with Summer Girls. Mm. And maybe the US didn't really have space in their hearts for another three-piece boy yeah, band yeah. who claimed that their cutting-edge street savvy made them not the, like other was, boy bands. They were the same niche, basically. Yeah. Mm. I mean, looking at pictures, and that's who they really remind me of, the look, the, the yeah. just the attitude. I thought that when you first said about them forming, even the fact that EYC, LFO, three-piece, want to be a bit edgy, not fit the boy band mould, I was like, this all sounds a bit yeah. LFO-y. By November 1999, they find themselves back to doing what they're doing best, supported a much more successful boy band on tour. Oh, EYC. They circuit the US with the Backstreet Boys. Backstreet Boys had two of the... <laughs> didn't mean this making you do it, Elvis. <laughs> Can I go now? Backstreet Boys had two of the top 10 highest grossing shows in America that year, with a show at Arrowhead Pond in Anaheim and one at the MGM in Vegas grossing over 3.3 million between them and wow. playing to almost 60,000 people. Sadly, this was EYC's last hurrah and news eventually filtered through, but not until 2002 that the three of them had di- disbanded oh. to pursue... that the three of them had disbanded to pursue solo projects. I'm Tra- just looking at a picture of them and I do okay. recognise them, but what I've also stumbled across is this 90s boy band members, Then and Now, and if you have a look, it's Kevin, Kevin from Backstreet Back Back Boys. Now and Now. Um, this Ben Adams from A1, AJ McLean, and then look at this. N- Nick Carter, Then and Now. On the left is a picture of Nick Carter Now, and on the right is a picture of Joey Fatone Now. <laughs> You need to screen grab that so we can throw it up on the socials. Sorry, continue. Okay, Trey Parker, not that Trey Parker, returns to acting and it was also in a band called the MVPs and he's done a little bit of work with Anastasia. Mm -hmm. In 2008, he wrote a song called Hold My Heart that he proudly states on his IMDb profile was dedicated to and performed at the wedding of Andrew Firestone, the star of ABC's The Bachelor. It's huge. Okay. I mean, I love The Bachelor. Damon Butler made a few films, including a part in Hairspray in 2007. Mm-hmm. Dave Loeffler is a music producer and promoter, and he has co-managed Usher and also worked with Dustin Bieber. Dustin Bieber. Dustin Diamond or Justin Bieber? Which Justin one? Justin Bieber. I was reading ahead and there's a D that comes up. I got confused. It's the D. Zoe can't stop thinking about the D. <laughs> so he's also part of the management duo that put together current hot boy band, Why Don't We? Having gained most of his boy, but additional boy band expertise since leaving EYC by having two daughters and ten nieces. Oh my god! Can you fucking imagine their house at Easter and Christmas? Yeah, it's just like twelve girls running around screaming. So I looked into. I don't want to go too much into the why don't we thing here mm-hmm. because that's going to be part of the why don't we story. Mm. But the Dave Loafler progression feels very much in the vein of what happened to Craig Logan from Bros. Ah. 
in that he's gained his experience and his knowledge from being in a boy band and he's taken that and he's practically using it yes for this new boy band and why don't we the way they were put together and one of the big things with them is that because he doesn't want them to fall foul of the lou perlman factor the Mm -hmm. having no money factor that this they formed a company together with the five members of why don't we and him and his partner but not in a six member of the band like lou perlman in a very straightforward way so i i really want to read into why don't we and the progression of that and how that's all set up and he's done a lot of interviews of it cool so that's the story the very short and brief story i'm sorry there wasn't a lot to really say about them apart from because there's two massive chunks but they don't do anything for (laughs) ages E-Y-C-A. E-Y-C-A. I, I, I can't believe how familiar they looked when I just looked at them then. Yeah. I was like, oh, They I were around on our TVs for ages. Yeah. They would do, they'd be a stable of kids morning TV. Mm. They would always get a top of the pop's appearance when they charted because they were young, good-looking boys. Yeah. They, as I say, would quite often, the, the shirt allergy thing was a <laughs> massive problem for them. <laughs> I, I hate remember that seeing when your them. clothes just fall off. Right? It's dreadful. I'm sure some of those pictures of me with EYC. Oh, because I used to go and see them a bit. They were just part of that whole yeah, nineties. It was that era, yeah, thing. Yeah, mid, it was when I was moving away from boy bands into indie. But it's the same because they were the same time as Bad Boys Inc. Yes. Everyone knows Matthew J. Pateman, yeah. so they'd have been doing the same roadshow. So I'd be going to see Bad Boys, and they'd be there. Mm. I'm amazed at how. Bad Boys Inc. kept coming up on all these charts and stuff. Like, it's funny, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, they were huge. Mm. They really were big. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you for that. That crunching noise you can hear is not me or Amy. Elvis has got a bone. He's very happy about Easter. it. Easter. <laughs> happy Easter, Elvis. <laughs> <laughs> right, so let's go away and point these and come back. Right then, so EYC, yeah. EYC. I'm never going to be able to say EYC without putting the yeah on the end. <laughs> it's always going to be EYC. I just touched the mic. I'm not sure. So right, I can turn it down. Okay. They do quite well. So they had six top 40 hits in the mm-hmm. UK. So they get quite good UK chart position points. Nothing in the US because you didn't like them. <laughs> uh, they also had one album in the UK that made top 20. They were together for 12 years, formed in 1990, didn't officially break up to 2002, although they had those long periods mm. where they weren't doing anything. I'm I'm going to give them the three extra points of those three years where yeah. we don't know what they were doing. Style. I want to discuss style. Mm. I've pointed them high on style because I am really, really down with a boy band who just lose their clothes. Yeah, we're, we're thinking that if our boy bands want to do that a bit more. I mean, Donnie always does in oh. Covergirl when they're on tour his shirt falls off oh it's I, it's an issue he has it's a problem i'm not mad at it i think yeah i think yes <laughs> <laughs> we're down with it they get songwriting points so post career the other the damon and trey not massively dave luffler really well, the why don't trey parker did a great job on south park with matt stone oh, i mean he needs more points <laughs> <laughs> dave luffler he's work with i've already forgot what they're called why don't we yes <laughs> i keep wanting to call them why, why don't, don't you? you i know so that puts them in let me just switch to the other spreadsheet i know you hate me using the word spreadsheet in the podcast because it makes me sound boring i don't care uh, where's the bit that says uh, there we go our running chart 
that puts them in. Do you want me to do top 10 countdown? Yeah, from 10. From 10. At number 10, Journey South. Oh, you knocked those McDonald brothers out of the top 10. <laughs> this is great. At number nine, Big Fun. Big Fun. At number eight, LFO. Yes. Shooting in at number seven, EYC. Yeah. Yeah. Number six, Human Nature. Number five, PJ and Duncan, mm-hmm. a.k.a. Yeah. Number four, our, our top five is going to remain solid for a while, I think. Yeah. Number four, we've got Bross. At number three, we've got five. Number two is the Jonas Brothers. And Holding Strong at number one is the Basically Rollers. So we're only two bands away, though, Amy, from having a full top 20. Yes. Sounds like a good time to take a little season break when we've done those two. Yes. Get those two out of the way. Yes. Go off on our travels with a full top 20. Mm-hmm. So we can keep posting it on Instagram. Yeah. I'm loving my little going into Instagram each week and updating the, the top 20 that we've got. It's yeah. not a full top 20 at the minute, but it's it's fun. Everyone should go and have a look. I work really hard on it. <laughs> I, and when I say I work really hard on it, I got a graphic off oh. Canva and made it into our colours. I wish people could have seen your face then. <laughs> I work really hard on it. It's so good. So I really good. enjoyed doing yeah, the little good. graphics. Good. It's fun. So that's our top 10. All for this week. That's Elvis it. is really chewing on that bone, so we should probably make our, our, say our goodbyes. Yes, so thanks for listening, guys. Don't forget to follow us on our social media. Um, we're on Twitter at The Boy Band Pod. We're on Instagram at I'm With The Boy Band. And we're not on Facebook. So you can email us at theboybandpod <laughs> at gmail.com. If you like what we're doing with the podcast and you want to support our work, I have a huge list of research books for us to buy. You can sponsor us on our Patreon campaign, which is www.patreon.com forward slash boyband. Go into your podcast app where you listen to us and subscribe to get us into your inbox or you get a little notification on your phone every week. It's free to subscribe. Please don't think that subscriptions like Netflix. It's just to get that notification every week and we come yeah. landing into your phone automatically. For free. So, yeah. So we will see you next week. When what? we're going to be almost... Well, we're going to be one band away from yeah. the top 20 in the Ultimate Boy Band chart. Yeah. But don't forget, the Ultimate Boy Band isn't the one that falls in the top of our chart. It's the one that was there for you when you needed them most. And got you from there to here. Bye! Our theme music is Dance With You by Fire and Lights from the Songs About Girl trilogy by Chris Russell. Visit songsaboutgirl.com. Thanks this week. Go to Wikipedia. And also to Oo Cities, where I found a lot of EYC old fan sites. And massive thanks to the people of Billboard, who had a lot of information about EYC in the old PDFs of their back catalogue. Thank you very much, Google and Billboard. We'll EYC ya! (laughs) 